Clay. I appreciate that very much. Uh, folks, again, as we gathered together tonight, our purpose is to praise the Lord. I was reading something this week about, uh, about the church and about studying the Word of God, and uh, that's what we're going to be uh, talking about tonight. Uh, in our series of basic things we need to know, we're, we're coming to the Bible, God's Holy Word, and uh, that it is the Word of God. And the, the thing that I was reading about that was that, you know, as Christians, we are to be growing in Christ. Because if we're not growing in Christ, then what are we doing? You see, if you're not progressing, actually, you're not actually sitting still, you're falling away. Uh, so for the Christian, we are to be growing, and we can't be growing unless we are spending time in God's Word, unless we are studying it, in order to grow thereby, because that's where we get our nourishment, that's where we get our instruction, that's how we know that we need to be, uh, what we need to be doing and how we need to do it. So we need to spend time in the scriptures. First thing I'm going to do this evening is uh, as we get ready for this, I'm going to read to you what the Baptist faith and message says about the word of God. Uh, it says this, the Holy Bible was written by men divinely inspired and is God's revelation of God of himself to man. It is a perfect treasure of divine instruction. It has God for its author, salvation for its end, and truth without any mixture of error for its matter. Therefore, therefore, all scripture is totally true and trustworthy. It reveals the principles by which God judges us and therefore is and will remain to the end of the world the true center of Christian union and the supreme standard by which all human conduct, creeds, and religious opinions should be tried. All scripture is a testimony to Christ, who is himself the focus of divine revelation. Now take your Bible and turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 3, and that's where we will begin tonight with this passage of scripture. I'm sure you remember it, it's familiar to you, but listen to what God's word says in these two verses. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Tonight we're going to be discussing the Bible being the word of God. So let's pray together, please. Father, thank you so much for this evening, for the opportunity to worship you and praise you. Father, so many times, you know, we take it for granted that we can just come anytime we want to. Thank you for that freedom that we have. And Father, help us not to take it for granted because it may be taken away one day. Help us to come to you with, uh, in, in truth and in spirit. Help us to come to you with our all to seek what you would have us to do. Father, help us to grow in you. Help us to progress in our walk with you, uh, Father, tonight. So. Everything that we say and do may it be pleasing in your sight. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. God's Word, the Bible, is our instruction. So as the Scripture says, Paul writes to Timothy there, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And as the, the Baptist faith and uh, message says, the Holy, Holy Bible was written by men divinely inspired so they were divinely inspired by God. They were given the words to write down. 
So three things that I want to talk to you about tonight, about, the, you know, about God's Word and its divinity. Uh, it is divine first in origin. It comes from God. It's divine in origin. Uh, the scripture says right there in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that the, the Word came from God. God gave it by inspiration. Literally, it is God breathed into mankind. So there's some things about this that I want you to understand. First, first of all, it, since it is divine in origin, it is uniquely inspired. Uniquely inspired. You see, men can do great and wonderful things, and they can have really good and high and lofty thoughts. They can reason out and use logic, all these things, but they cannot... They cannot produce a work like this because it comes exactly or, or it comes from God particularly. In uh, 2 Timothy, it said that, but I'm going to go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, and this is what uh, it says there. Make sure I got the right one. Oh, that's, that's the wrong one. Let me get the right one. For prophecy never came by the will of God, uh, I'm sorry, let me back up. Bridget told me I was mixing my words up this morning, so I'm going to try to be careful this evening. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. God inspired men to write down the words that He wanted them to write down, and they put it together in His Word. It is uniquely inspired. It's also uniquely reliable. You know that there's very few words that are in the Bible that are in question as to their translation. Those that are in question to the, as to their translation, they have nothing to do with doctrine or interpretation. So we can read and we know that this is the word that was written down to us many years ago. Uh, you see, back in the, the, the 40s, I believe it was, there was this discovery that was made called the, the uh, the scrolls, um, I lost it, I had it and I lost it. Dead Sea Scrolls, there you go. Um, that was, they found those and they were able to look at them and, and compare them to what we have as the Word of God now, and they were the same. Very, very little differences, and like I said, where the differences are, they have nothing to do with the, the uh, doctrine or uh, anything of that nature. So, uh, it is the Bible, we get it now, and we look at it, and it is exactly what God wanted us to have all those years ago, handed down through the ages, copied. There are more copies of God's Word uh, early on than any other transcript, any other book, any other thing. There's more early uh, transcripts of God's Word that we can compare to to know and, and be assured that God's Word is reliable. This is what God gave us. Now, I know that there are other religions out there that say that the Bible can't be trusted because men wrote it. Well, they, they say that because their man wrote another word, and uh, they want to go with what he wrote instead of what we have delivered from God. So we trust the Word of God because it is completely reliable. It's inspired, reliable, and also logical. Think about this. Uh, God is a God who reveals himself. So it makes sense that he would reveal his plans for us in some way also. 
So as God revealed himself to mankind, he also reveals himself through his word. He, he, he walked with Adam in the garden. Uh, he, he talked to Noah and Noah built the ark. He spoke with Moses and with Abraham. Uh, he spoke with all those leaders and now he speaks to us through his word. And that's, it makes sense that a God who created us would want to communicate with us. And so this is his communication to us. And many have described it as his love letter to us. It is inspired, reliable, logical, and uniquely indestructible. And this is what I love about the Word of God. You see, many people over the years have tried to do away with the Bible. But we still have it. Many people have, and, and God's Word says of itself that it is indestructible, that it will last forever. In 1 Peter chapter 25, let me get there. Chapter 25. Boy, that makes sense, doesn't it? 1 Peter uh, ver chapter 1, verse 25. There's only, you know, just a few chapters, bro. All right. <clears throat> it says this, But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now, of course, God's commands go live forever, and the word of God, which is we have in, in written form now, it will last forever. You know what Jesus did when he was tempted? He quoted the word of God. You see, he, he used the word of God, and there's no turning back. There's no... Uh, uh, refuting it. There's no way to, to keep it from getting out. The Word of God endures forever. Now, also in Matthew, Matthew chapter 24. Let me get there. And this is what it says about it in verse 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. This is the Lord Jesus speaking that truth. And he is saying that there's no way that it's going to pass away. Uh, chapter 5, verse 18 says similar, something similar. For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. The law was the first five books of Moses. That was, that was his description. Uh, he was saying the law. So nothing will be changed. Nothing will be left out. Nothing will be added to it. But Jesus will. Uh, the word will last forever. And Jesus uh, is the word as well. So, all right. It is uniquely inspired, uniquely reliable, uniquely logical, and uniquely indestructible in its origin. It's, it's divine origin. And now, uh, let's look at its accuracy. You know... When you're talking about uh, predictions, when you're talking about uh, reading a book or, or something of, of that nature, or, or someone's telling you how to do something, uh, one of these uh, self-help books or instruction manuals and that sort of thing, it depends on its accuracy as to how popular the book's going to be. Okay, If it helps you, then it might be popular. But if they're telling you to do something that hurts yourself or that doesn't help, then it's not going to be a popular book. Think about the Word of God being accurate. All the things that it talks about, it is completely accurate in those things. It is accurate scientifically. Now, the Bible is not a scientific book, but where it talks about things in science, it is accurate. Here's one of them. The earth is suspended in space. Now, it, this was written back uh, before the time of Jesus. In, in Job chapter 26, verse 7, it talks about the earth being suspended in space. Nobody knew that at that time. 
I mean, they considered the earth to be flat and that, and you know, the, all the Roman legends and that sort of thing, they said that Atlas was holding the world up or either it was on the, the, the back of several different oxen and they were standing on a turtle that was on something else. So, I mean, it was, it was completely uh, kind of mind-blowing to think about what they thought at that time. Nobody thought that it just hung in space, but that's what the Word of God said back in those days. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22, it says that the earth is a sphere, it's round. Again, at the predominant thinking at that time was that the world was flat and that you could sail off the end of it. And that's one of the things that they told um, Columbus, that he was going to sail off the end of the world in 1492. There you go. Uh, it's accurate. In, also in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 22, it says that the stars are uncountable. Now, there was several, uh, I read about this, that there were several guys who came out, astrologers way back in the day. Now, of course, this was before telescopes and super telescopes and all that kind of stuff. But they had counted the stars, and there were some 1,200 of them in the skies. And, now, and then there, later on, there was one guy who says, no, no, that's wrong. There's like 1,400 of them. So he had found some more stars. And so, but now we know that the stars can't be numbered because of the telescopes that we have. But this, all these things are accurately described in the Bible way before science ever caught up to what the Word said. It is scientifically accurate. It is also historically accurate. The several things in, in the Bible that are listed that let us know that God knows what's going on. Uh, in the book of Daniel, where, where the visions were there, uh, the, the great statue with the head of, of, of gold and the uh, chest of silver and the, the waist of bronze and the legs of steel and then the, the feet of, of mixed uh, ceramic uh, and steel. You see, those were described as the em world empires that would rule and reign all the way down to the end times. And what we see is all of those things have come true. God's Word is completely accurate in everything that it talks about, historically accurate. Um, people would say, well, there's, you know, a long time ago they thought that uh, the, the people in the Bible were just fictional characters, but the more archaeological studies that they do and more finds that they find, they are confirming the things in the Bible all the time. So it is historically accurate. It's also prophetically accurate. Now, this is, this is the part. I, I don't know exactly how many prophecies there are in the, uh, in the Bible itself, but it says that Jesus fulfilled more than 300 Old Testament prophecies, just him, about the Messiah. He fulfilled all the prophecies about the Messiah because he is the Messiah. But there were so many other predictions that are also in the Word of God that came true. So how do you know if somebody's telling you the truth? if what they say comes to pass. So the Bible has proven itself to be trustworthy and accurate in everything that it talks about. So, so many people look at it and say, well, you know, it's just a book that somebody wrote. No, it's not. God wrote the book through people. And it's his word, so we know that it came from him and it is correct in everything that it deals with. It all, it's also a divinely powerful book. It has power to, as, as it reveals, as God reveals himself through it to you, it has power to change you. It will convict you of your lostness. It will tell you that, that you're a sinful person, 
because we all are. And that's very true in every aspect of, of that type of thinking, all right? So when God's Word describes to us how, how wicked we are, how mean, mean and, and sinful that we are, it's right. But then when it says how holy God is, that's right also. And that we can't be holy like God. We have to have a Savior. We have to have someone to cleanse us and someone to bridge the gap between us and God and His Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. God has described Him in the Old Testament and He showed up several times there, but He also has brought Him forth in the New Testament and shows us exactly how He made a way for us. The description of His death, burial, His crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection are amazing. And anybody that looks at it takes an honest, serious look at God's Word knows that it is, is exactly that. It is God's Word. It will always be. It will never be done away with because God will not allow it. God's Word. The Bible is God's Word and God's Word is salvation to the sinner. It is sweet to the saint. It is sufficient to the sufferer and is satisfying to the scholar. Today we have God's word for us in abundance. And one of the saddest things is, is it's not a focus for us all the time. We need to regrasp our love for the word of God and spend more time with it because it is his love letter to us. Let's thank God for the Bible tonight, the Word of God. Let's pray together, please. God, we thank you for revealing yourself to us through your Word, by your Spirit. Thank you so much for what you do. We thank you that we have the freedom to worship and we have the freedom to get the Word and um, to read it, to study it, to come together, to discuss it. How awesome that is, Father. Not everyone has that privilege, but we do. We thank you, Father, that you have loved us enough to make sure that our eternal salvation is available to all of us. Your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. As we seek to honor you tonight, Father, we pray that we'll be pleasing in your sight. And during our invitation time, Father, we ask for you to bless and accomplish your purpose and your will in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.